everybody. Welcome to the Field of Streams, where I, your host Janine McRae, bring you the tiny thoughts that stream from my brain and present them to you as though I'm speaking some kind of erotic language that plays like siren song from the shore and is so delicate, winsome and holy that you cannot resist swooning like a loon because you assume that I have to be, I have to be, telling you how much I love you. Mmm, I do love you. Now, I can't promise you much with these little love notes, but I can promise you this. I won't keep you long. A promise like that deserves a follow, don't you think? Tap that follow button. Every time you do, a writer experiences a quickening of sorts. Newsflash. Twitter is no longer Twitter. It's X, and I'm sure... Perhaps even by the time this episode is published, it'll be gone soon. But the point of this post, which was written when Twitter was still, you know, kind of okay, the point was basically that life's too short to be wasting it on Twitter, crafting wisdom in bite-sized pieces. It's even more so now. The post I'm going to read to you today was inspired by a Julie Klausner quote, and I'm probably butchering her name because that's what I do. Anyway, the quote was from an article in The Creative Independent, and since I begin this episode by quoting it, I won't repeat it here in this intro. I do give the full quote in the outro, so stick around for that if you're curious. The link to that interview is also in the description of this episode. So for this post, I actually wrote an obit for myself, which is kind of funny considering last week's episode was about how alive and on fire I feel right now at this time in my life. I actually have no idea what's going on with Twitter right now because I left maybe about six months ago and I really do feel more alive. But let's get on with the episode, which has a basic premise of your life clock is ticking. How are you allocating your time? So sit back, relax, enjoy your walk if you're walking, resist the urge to flip birds at other drivers if you're driving, and without any further twits, please allow me to read you the post. Time to set your life clock alarm. Julie Klausner quote. No one mentions tweets in your obituary. End quote. Time is a cake yet to be eaten. Time is a plump moon, orbiting closer, ever closer, messing up your tides. Time is a furry spider, dropping from the ceiling above your head, legs feeling the air while reaching delicately for your hair. Time is a truth-teller. It allocates itself to each person at the start of the journey, but does not communicate the allotment. Time is the quietest voice in your loudest room, standing by the chips and dips and tapping at its wrist. It is thirsty for you, for your life, for all your perceived treasures. It will drain you to depletion. Stop the clocks. Except you can't because clocks aren't real. They are display cases for the cakes. They take Time, an ethereal concept that cannot be gripped by feeble hands, mechanical or otherwise, and give it comprehension. Ah, I get it. Understood. But clocks are not time, just the messengers. 
Time is dying cells dancing defiantly in your body with that Kate Bush babushka energy, knowing theirs is running out. Time is a Hans Zimmer swell at the back of your theatre as your movie plays all the way to the end credits. If you're lucky, Morricone was there for a bit in the third act. Time is both the glass half full and empty, with the empty holding the final scorecard. It drinks itself, or others will drink it for you. If you're doing it right, you'll get good and drunk, all on your ownsome. Cut off the telephone. Hear the suck of sound as you peel your face away from the epic trolling and the endless rickrolling? There's no Nobel Prize for tweeting. No Pulitzer for best hashtag. No Presidential Medal of Free Doom Scroll. Time dies in screenlight, slain by the swipe and witnessed by the willing who will see all but do nothing. Time speeds up. Time stands still. The test of that stand is our mission. We must vow to the time cop code, balancing our efforts, donating the tithe while creating the craft. We must not exceed the limit of our characters by diverting from the real real of creation. Time lords it over us, and we must pay the tax. Dogs don't wear wristwatches, but they know when it's time for walkies. Instinct is a Rolex wagging its tail, and time holds the treats. For every season, there's a time for tweeting and gramming and running and socialising and chasing frisbees and purpose. And your purpose, if you're serious about it, is to dig up your juicy bones. If you're not serious about it, then by all means go hump a leg. If there truly is a time to be born, a time to die, and a time for moaning aeroplanes circling overhead, then surely there is ample time to reap the likes of your tweets and still put that shit aside and do the actual work. Your dream is not to be king or queen of Twitter, is it? Is it? <sighs> Heart emoji. If you think the love emoji lasts forever, you are wrong. There's the dopamine hit of it. Heart emoji. The blush of red that plucks at your goo. But love doesn't look like that and neither do hearts. Heart emoji. Your heart... Your real beating, throbbing, blood-pumping, artery-fed heart and its desire to create whatever you think up is a bona fide forever follow. Time marches on, folds in on itself, taps its glass face and looks you in your bleary eyes. What does your heart say? What is its BPM right now? What project will you give your heart to? Time is a metronome in the cage of our ribs, set to the beat of our desire. Like and subscribe to its newsletter. You are not dead. Not yet. But it will happen. Time makes sure of it. Time bandits, time keepers, doctors of time. We are born with our stopwatches already running. Our cradle-to-grave land run begins the second we hit the deck, yet we are easily distracted by the tiny parcels along the journey. We steal it from others. We waste it like fools. This concept, held in watches, thrown into disarray by time zones and obsessed over by time-murdering hatters with pocket watches, we hate it, but it keeps our feet moving. It keeps us racing and honest. Televisions are clocks. Books are sundials. Movies are timepieces of extraordinary beauty. And people? People are ticking love bombs. 
Spend time with these time wasters, but be mindful of your own world-building endeavours. It takes time to make time. Time is money. Time waits for no one. We kill it, and yet it flies. It flies big time. You will never have enough of it, but time doesn't care. It just keeps marching on. And so should you. Because you don't know how much you've got. You don't know how long you get with the horologe. And so you must use time wisely. An hourglass may be used to measure it, but you don't get to flip it once it's done. There is no sand. There is only blood and flesh and the slow decay of your daylight. Weigh the ticks and tocks and progress bars and determine how you are going to use this mysterious, unquantifiable number to the best of your ability. Because the older you get, the faster it seems to go. Get fit for it if you want to keep up with it. You must work out to run with time. But work. You must always do the work. This is how we punch our clocks. Otwituary of Janine McRae Janine McRae, human woman and resident of IP 192.0.2.42, shot down unexpectedly last week after a short battle with a Russian bot in the Twitter sphere. She shucked her shell at the time-defying age of 97. Her last words were, Can I get a retweet? Praise hands emoji. Born before Twitter was a thing, she shelved her childhood desire to write books, to instead focus on working her way up the Twitter follower count ladder. Her rise through the ranks of legitimacy was swift, attaining first a blue check, then white, amber, and chartreuse, before claiming the highest of all verifications in the triple-saturated Pantone Platinum Tartan with Leopard Accents check. At the time of her departure, she was Dean of Twitter University, an institution she herself graduated from with a Master's in Advanced Hashtagging. Success at not writing a novel came easily to Janine, effortlessly avoiding that tiresome and labour-intensive task her entire life. Her greatest claim to fame was becoming the first non-bot Twitterer to post a Yotabyte worth of tweets, which are now archived in the Smithsonian Cloud. Big ups! Her lifelong desire was to really nail the 140-character medium, spending countless hours honing her craft and advocating for an edit button. While her first Twitter thread bombed, no likes, no retweets, no comments, she studiously put that failure behind her and applied herself more fully to her goal of becoming the GOAT, greatest of all Twitter, which she did at age 56. At the age of 70, she collected the Lifetime Achievement Award for Most Consistent Tweets by an Underachiever, the Pulitzer Prize Best Hashtag for Humanity at 72, and just one year later won the Nobel Prize for Twitterature. Her most famous tweet was sent into space as part of the Yo, but seriously, is anyone out here for reals? Brought to you by Amazon Ritz Biscuits mission, and cannot be reprinted here due to licensing issues. Her later years on the platform were marred by controversy, which ultimately led to a lifetime ban for constantly tweeting misinformation and conspiracy theories about voles. Before she rode that giant old fail whale into the blue sunset, she expressed but one regret, which archivists found in her Twitter draft folder. 
I posted too many photos of food early on. It really hurt the algorithm. She is survived by her record collection, which never reads the comments. And there you have it, today's episode. I actually had a footnote in this one which was, uh, with apologies, to W.H. Auden. Now, the full quote from the comedian Julie Klausner, you may be familiar with her from the podcast she does with Tom Sharpling called Double Threat. The quote goes a little, well, a lot really, like this. Quote, I mean, it's just a band-aid really. Like Tom always says, the satisfaction that you get when you send a tweet and you get likes or feedback is similar to the satisfaction you get when you actually write a real thing and send it out into the world. So why would anybody want to write a book when they could just send a tweet? I definitely think there's a junk food quality to it. And that also when you walk away from it, you realize, wait a minute, I have nothing. There's nothing there that I can leave behind. No one mentions tweets in your obituary. End quote. As I said, the link to that article is in the description if you want to read it. The entire thing is about the joy of receiving creative feedback, which may be of interest to you. Let's end it there. I hope you come back for more episodes. These missives are designed to inspire creative folk like you to get out there and make something of their own. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the podcast so that you never miss one. Then sign up to read my writing at janinemccrae.substack.com. But for now, I'll leave you with this. Love what you love, and I'll see you out there making stuff.